no lies, no distortions, just the facts and the truth about issues that matter. Facts First with Christian Esquera. Magandang araw po sa inyong lahat. Ako po si Christian Esquera welcome po sa ating uh, special episode po sa Facts First. Uh, again, maraming salamat po sa inyong patuloy na pagtangkilik. Uh, amin po ako, no, recorded po yung ating interview ngayon, pero uh, ginagawa natin siya ngayon mga alas tres ng hapon. At pag uh, napalad na to by the time, so 7.30pm uh, uh, na dyan po sa Manila. Teka, hindi pala dyan kasi nasa Manila rin ako. Although yung kausap ko, wala sa Manila. Okay, <laughs> nagre-record po tayo ngayon kasi meron po akong engagement mamayang gabi. Ayan, meron po isang forum na naimbitahan po tayo ron at kailangan po natin umaten dahil maganda po yung topic, human rights po ang pag-uusapan. Now, speaking of human rights, ang pag-uusapan po natin yung latest development po dito sa issue ng ongoing investigation ng pre-trial, uh, ng, ng Office of the Prosecutor dito po sa nangyaring drug war noong panahon po ni President Rodrigo Duterte. At ang latest announcement po coming from President uh, Ferdinand Bongbong Marcos Jr. is that the Philippines would disengage from any contact or communication with the ICC. Ano po ba implication nito? Okay? Nakakasama po natin para sa episode na ito, si, muli si Attorney Gilbert Andres ng Center Law. Magandang araw po sa inyo, sir, and thank you for joining us again on Facts First. Magandang araw, Christian, at sa mga viewers ng Facts First. Okay. Sir, ano po bang uh, basa niyo rito? Ano, ano po ba implication nito? Itong announcement ni President Marcos na kumbaga hindi na makikipag-usap, makikipag-contact sa ICC. Ang konteksto nito dahil nireject ng ICC yung appeal ng Philippine government na hindi ipagpatuloy na, na wag na ipagpatuloy daw yung ongoing formal investigation. Oo. Well, first and foremost, this is unfortunate no? because it means that the Philippines will not engage with the international justice system exemplified by the ICC. Secondly, just to be very precise, actually, hindi pa na-deny ng ICC Appeals Chamber yung appeal. What was denied was the application for suspensive effect on the mm. imposition. Meaning to say, suspend. the Philippines was asking to suspend the impugned decision. Kasi ang impugned decision is to reopen the investigation. May isang layer pa in short. May isang layer pa. May isang layer pa. So, hindi pa outright na deny. Oo. Yung ano lang, request for suspensive effect. Now, in the domestic proceedings, ang analogy dyan ay parang TRO or preliminary injunction. So, yun yung na-deny ng appeals chamber. So, hmm. dapat mag-participate pa yung Philippines, di ba? Para hmm. namang mag-engage siya sa international justice system exemplified by the ICC. Hmm. Pero pag sinabi bang uh, disengage, ano ba yung implication nito? Ano ba talaga ibig sabihin nito? Kasi for instance, ito may mga nadinig akong ganitong argument. Nung nag-announce si dating Pangulong Rodrigo Duterte na ipupull out na na yung Pilipinas, unilaterally, from the ICC, from the Rome Statute in 2018, of course it took effect in 2019, ang argument ng iba, eh ayaw mo na pala eh. So dapat kahit anong sagot, wala na. Diba? Pero bakit nakikipag-communicate pa rin? So kung ganun yung konteksto nung 2019 onwards, pag sinabing disengage ngayon, what should logically follow? Well, logically fo- it logically follows that, number one, in essence, the Philippines is actually abandoning its appeal. 
that's really the practical effect of it. Because you mean to say it will not anymore uh, go through the process of pursuing its appeal. Yun. Number mm -hmm. two, whatever will be the decision of the appeals chamber on the appeal of the Philippines, eh, the Philippines will not anymore participate. So, mm -hmm. wala na ngayong ano, participation ng Philippines. So, eventually, it's effectively abandoning its appeal. Pero kung sakaling mag-progress mag yung uh, proseso sa ICC, ibig sabihin, tuloy-tuloy uh, investigation, tapos eventually magpalabas ang summons or even arrest warrant, pag sinayo ba disengage, as in wala silang mapapala sa Pilipinas, wala na silang mapapalang kahit anong response or action, ganun po ba ibig sabihin nun? Hmm, ganun ang ibig sabihin nun. Kasi consistent naman na sinasabi ng Philippines that it will not actually uh, cooperate with any investigation. So, mukang President Marcos is just giving a declaration that is actually consistent with that position, the Philippine government, even as far as the administration of Mr. Duterte. Eh, pero bakit sumasagot pa rin? <laughs> <laughs> I think, ano, sumasagot na sila. Because I think they, I think there are also sectors in the, in the admin, Marcos administration that want to really exhaust the legal remedies available to the Philippines. Now, let's be mm. precise. These are legal remedies that are being invoked by the Philippine state, but not by any accused because in so far as uh, the investigation wala is concerned, wala pa naman pong accused. So, mm -hmm. yun, in-exhaust nila yung legal remedies. But mm -hmm. uh, actually, in international law, it doesn't mean na uh, if you assail the jurisdiction, it doesn't mean that uh, if you participate in the legal remedies and in the proceedings, does it mean that you recognize the jurisdiction? Mm, okay, because because there are philosophers who are dead. If you want to participate, you dead mayan altogether. So you be saying, it's not because through official channels that's not abandoning whatever position you already took, which was not to recognize jurisdiction. Hmm. In fact, okay. the Philippines is reiterating it because. Even, even sa appeals brief ng Philippines, it's still reiterating that the ICC allegedly has no jurisdiction. Mm -hmm. Although it's very clear that the ICC has jurisdiction. Kasi titingnan mo lang naman yung time frame. Titingnan mm -hmm. mo lang naman yung subject matter. Mm -hmm. Tsaka, na, nakalimutok kay number ng article sa Rome Statute. Bandang dulo yun eh. Diba? Sa last page. 27, na, I think. 27, oh. yes. Oo. Namiski umalis na yung isang state meron pa rin silang obligation to cooperate at covered pa rin yung mga nangyaring krimen allegedly during the period na member pa sila ng Rome Statute at ICC, di ba? Yes, tama ka dyan, Christian. In fact, that's the residual obligation of any state whether or not it withdrew. Oh, kahit nag-withdraw siya, may residual, may naiwan pa rin mga obligasyon sa ICC and one of which is to actually cooperate with the ICC. Hmm. Ito naman, sir, may related development din. So, wala pa naman talagang akusado rito, no? So, miski binabangkit lagi, President Duterte, Bato de la Rosa, wala pa naman talaga accused. Pero ang, ang, ang announcement uh, earlier ay yung isang senador, si Senator Francis Tolentino, he actually volunteered daw to stand as lawyer of Senator Bato de la Rosa sa ICC kung sakaling umabot sa punto na he would be considered as an accused. Uh, Pwede ba yun? Sitting senator siya, no? Yes, <laughs> Pwede ba practice yun? Yes, that's a good point. There might potentially be a violation of the Constitution because, in fact, in Article 7, Section 14, the Constitution provides that no senator or member of the House of Representatives 
may personally appear as counsel before any court of justice. So if the ICC is a court of justice, and it did, it is, then unfortunately, Senator Tolentino cannot appear before the ICC as a lawyer as, or as a counsel. Hindi ba ano yan, sir? Baka naman i-assail din nila yung provision na yun, tapos sabihin, eh baka applicable lang yung constitutional provision na yan sa domestic courts. Or yung wording ba na any, kahit ICC covered? Oo. Actually, ang argument dyan is, di ba, it's the constitution. So it applies to the Philippine territory. But it's actually, I'm stating that because it's a constitutional prohibition on any sitting uh, senator. So in fact, it's being invoked before our Philippine domestic sphere. Pero nga, pwede rin ba siyang sabihin na i-ICC e, naman to kung sakasakali? Eh, nakalagay doon eh, ni Court of Justice eh. Oh. So yun, yung wording so, na yun, so, very precision. Yung counter-argument niya. Pero <laughs> 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 uh, aside from that legal uh, issue or aspect of that argument, ano bang basa niyo rito eh? Wala pa naman accused pero meron ng mga ganyang pronouncements. Oh nga eh. Number two, it actually presupposes that Senator Bato De La Rosa will eventually become an accused. So, in domestic parlance, eh, mukhang guilty, di ba? Parang meron ng mga ganong, ano eh, mga statements. Ano? Tapos, hmm. number three, eh, talagang alam na nila na papun- papunta doon sa kanila yung investigation na to. Although, wala pa naman talagang, ano di ba, nag-commence na investigation ng Office of the Prosecutor. Kaya, hmm. nabayanan lang po natin. Pag ganyan ba, sir, ano, uh, gano'n ba kahaba yung proseso na yan? Kasi nga, marami rin uh, yung mga gustong papanagutin yung sina former President Duterte and the rest sa ICC, yung mga relatives ng mga nabiktima ng drug war, eh, parang nabuhayin sila ng loob na naglabas ng uh, arrest warrant for Vladimir Putin in the context of the uh, Ukraine war. Pero iba yung konteksto nun eh, di ba? Kumbaga, hindi mo naman siya pwedeng gamitin na sa template right away doon sa ongoing investigation dito kung meron man, officially na. Oo. Meron bang implication talaga yun na pwedeng mapabilis din yun dito? Well, okay. These are really the, my frank assessment. Because the, the problem, if you try to compare and contrast it with the Ukraine situation, Ukraine is not a state party to the ICC. Yes. Yeah, so... It declared that it is recognizing the jurisdiction mm-hmm. of the ICC. Therefore, practically, it is cooperating. And in fact, it has cooperated with the ICC. When the Office of the Prosecutor actually went on foot on Ukraine territory, so yun yung difference. May declaration ng cooperation, may intention ng cooperation. At talagang may cooperation yung Ukraine authorities sa Office of the Prosecutor. Ang challenge sa Pilipinas ay sinasabi ng Philippine government, hindi siya makapag-cooperate. In fact, it's threatening to arrest any ICC investigator. So, yun talaga yung pinaka-difference nun. Kaya mukhang mahirap talaga magbigay ng set period, ano, kung ilang years ba to or ilang months. I just want to say na magiging challenging to. Dahil na-declare ng Philippine government na it will not engage and will not cooperate with the ICC. Mm-hmm. Yung mga sinasabing arrest, yung threat of arrest, uh, again, hypothetically, Assuming talaga mag-proceed yung mga members ng ICC to do investigation work here at ipinaaresto ng Pilipinas, ano yung magiging implications nun? Well, maraming implications nun. Una, baka maging pareya ano tayo, member of the international community. 
because these are actually I don't know uh, people imbued with authority by an international court system such as the ICC. So baka magiging ano tayo paria state sa sa international committee na nag-aaresto tayo ng mga investigators from the ICC. Mhm. Tagalan sir, medyo na naglokoy ang camera ko. Ikakat ko na lang, recorded na pa. Wait lang. No worries. Teka lang. Nandito lang ako sir, don't worry. Yun. Ikakat ko na lang. Okay, pero kunya, kung sakali ipa-aresto, anong ano? On what grounds? Well, hindi ko yun maisip eh. Kasi syempre, pag ina-arresto isang tao sa Pilipinas, mean to say, there was a crime that was committed. So, entering the Philippines to do an investigation because of a crime against humanity or any international crime is definitely not a crime in itself. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, magkakaroon ng parang ano dyan, ng parang question, no? Papa-arresto mo, pero on what grounds? Tapos meron pa implications kayo binabanggit, no? Yes. So it will tarnish our international reputation, especially since the Marcos administration supposedly is ongoing because of a theme of ano, diba? a redemption. So, paano na redemption? Kung in fact, we are actually violating in some sense our international obligations under the ICC Rome statute. Cooperate okay. the ICC. Okay, puntahan naman natin Attorney Gilbert yung ano, yung sinasabi ng Marcos administration officials kasi kinikwestiyon na sovereignty etc etc. Set aside muna natin 'yon. Ang focus natin dito yung sinasabi nila, ikaya naman daw imbestigahan dito sa Pilipinas at ginagawa na naman daw 'yon. So, uh, more recently, 'di ba, may na-convict na police doon sa pagpatay doon sa dalawang binatilyo ng panahon ni President Duterte yung isa alias Kulot, no? So, yung mga ganyang, uh, kahit manakanaka yung mga convictions, can that be considered as uh, something that should tell the ICC that the legal, that the justice system here in the Philippines is working? Na hindi naman unwilling and unable to genuinely prosecute yung ating gobyerno? Oo. No. Because, number one, uh, ang kailangan test pa rin dyan, does it mirror the investigation that the ICC wants? It does not. Kasi hindi siya yung high-level officers. Kasi crimes against humanity. It's a state policy. So who implemented that state policy? Who actually devised that state policy? So walang mm-hmm. high-level officers. Number two, there are certain uh, there are certain portions dun sa ano, authorization ng ICCP trial chamber na hindi pa yung ginagawa ng Pilipinas. For example, investigation as to the Davao City, EJ case, diba? that happened during November 2011 hanggang uh, March of 2019. Third, wala pang investigation with it when it comes to vigilante-style killings. And in fact, according to NGO uh, estimates, ito yung talagang malaking portion ng EJ case mm-hmm. under the war on drugs. Kasi somewhere between 15 to 25,000. So, 
walang investigation as to vigilante style killings. And number four, eh, kailangan kasi it's a investigation that will lead to actual prosecution. Mm-hmm. And that's on crimes against humanity. Yung bang na-convict eh, crimes against humanity, hindi naman po, di ba? So there's no mirroring of what the investigation that the ICC is, has authorized to be to be reopened. So yun yung mm-hmm. question doon. Okay, tapos yung isang uh, masalimuot na issue rito, sinasabi naman nila, ba? Totoo rin naman, no? Walang uh, walang police that is actually wala namang police yung ICC na to actually enforce let's say an arrest warrant. Pero nga, hindi ba hindi naman sinasabi na walang silbi kuno ay maglabas ng arrest warrant yung ICC. Uh, against particular people in the Philippines. Pero ano ba implication nun? Kumbaga, kung hindi man maaresto dahil walang cooperation yung state party dati, which is the Philippines, ano ba implication po na pag naglabas, na kung sakala maglabas sa arrest warrant ng ICC doon sa ilang mga pwede maging akusado? Well, unang implication... Time out, sir. Time out. Time out. Sorry, sorry. Naputol ulit ako. I-on ko lang camera. i ano? Ayan, go sir. Well, ano unang implication noon is that there is, there is a fulfillment of the rights of victims, which is the right to an effective remedy and to remedies of justice, reparations, and truth. So, malaking epekto to sa pag-fulfill ng victims' rights. Number two, it means that talagang nagsa-start na na kumusad yung international justice system. Kasi the arrest warrant is the first step for the ICC to acquire jurisdiction over the person of the defendant. Yeah. Okay. O sige, maraming maraming salamat sa inyo, Attorney Gilbert Andres, for uh, uh, joining us again dito sa, sa Facts First. <laughs> Pasensya na kayo, alam ko madaling araw na dyan kung nasa, kung nasa ang kayo. Pero again, maraming salamat for answering our questions. And sana po, naliwanagan yung mga nanonood at nakikinig po sa atin. Maraming salamat, sir. Maraming salamat din po. Okay. Ayan po, si Attorney Gilbert Andres ng Center Law. Maraming maraming salamat po sa kanya. Sa kanyang uh, walang sawang pagpapaliwanag dito po sa mga issues na may kaugnayan po sa ICC. Ayan, sige. Bye-bye, sir. Ayan. Okay, bago po tayo magtapos. Ha. So, ginawa natin medyo siksik yung ating episode uh, for today. Miski ganun kahaba, uh, gusto ko lang pong batiin yung ilan po sa ating mga na, nakausap uh, lately. No? Shoutout lang po. Nakalimutan ko mag-shoutout sa kanya last week. No? Kay Miss Ben Garcia. Tapos, eto shoutout kay Dr. Rafael Salonga. Uh, madalas daw po kayo manood or makinig dito po sa ating uh, um, Facts First podcast. So maraming maraming salamat po, uh, Dr. Rafael Salonga. Nalaman ko po yan dahil nakasalubong ko po kahapon yung aking uh, dalawang dating estudyante sa USD. So pakarat-karat po kasi ako kahapon sa Pinoval Street during a break sa aking face-to-face class. So yung dalawa sa mga dati ko po estudyante, third year na sila ngayon, 
nakasalubong ko sa may tapat ng McDonald's dyan sa Pinoval, sina Sheila Balagan at saka si uh, Nix Montojo. Ayan. So, inya After a couple of years na puro Zoom ang mga klase, so nakita, nakita ko sila. And then, nabanggit nga nila na Yan, nabanggit nga nila na madalas uh, <laughs> din silang sumaybay sa ating programa. Again, thank you very much for for supporting Facts First. Tapos lastly, so may mga nagtatanong po tungkol sa mga stickers na to. Yan, ganda ng dating, no? may sticker tayo. No holding back. Tapos dito meron tayong sticker, Facts First. Don't worry, ilalatag po natin yung mga paraan kung paano po natin uh, kayo mabibigyan ng... Uh, Hindi ko siyempre mabibigyan lahat ng nanonood at subscribers, no? Pero kasi hinahanda ko yan eh. Nagpa-imprenta po kami ng mga stickers na yan. Uh, para ano, ipamigay din doon sa mga ano, sa mga patuloy na sumusuporta dito sa ating programa. Dahil marapit na po tayo mag, ano, mag one year, no? Remember, April po natin inulunsad itong uh, live episodes ng ating Facts First podcast. And... Biruin nyo, nakaka-one year na pala tayo, or almost one year na tayo. So in the coming episodes, uh, babanggitin ko po sa inyo kung paano po kayo makakakuha ng uh, stickers. Yeah. No holding back, tapos ito yung facts first. Ayan. Tapos meron pa isang version yan eh, truth bombs. Okay? So maraming maraming salamat po for joining us uh, today. And again, thank you very much po sa inyong patuloy na pag-suporta. Music